Attention human, prepare yourself for the double pick cast. Hey, welcome back to the Double Pip Cast, where almost every week we catch you up on the going on within the Transformers trading card universe. With me, I've got Stefan Pinkney. Welcome to the show. Stefan, how are you? Hey, Mr. Campbell's going on, man. Thanks for having me. I'm good. How about you? I'm doing great. Doing even better now that I've got you on. You know, oh. last episode we had Dan Arnold, winner of the Energon Invitational on. And this week we've got probably the most winningest uh, champion of the Transformers trading card uh, community on. And, uh, you know, I just have to ask you, you know, this this doesn't come out of nowhere. What experience do you have with other TCGs before Transformers? Heavy, heavy Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh has uh, been my thing since 2000 and, well, actually since 2003, 4-ish when the show started. But um, I started competitive in 2007 and um, carried that about seven, seven to eight years. And then I uh, had to uh, stop because of my job at the post office at the time. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I'm still with them now, but I'm able to pretty much, uh, you know, move up in the ranks and have some time off. And then this game was introduced to me by my uh, one of my good friends, Maurice, and just went from there. So, OK, OK. Yeah. So like so. the understanding, like so as soon as I got to the game, uh, just keep it short. The, as soon as I got to the game, um, I knew I wanted to, because I love Beast Wars. I got into Beast Wars, mm-hmm. um, or got into Transformers, rather, through Beast Wars. And uh, when I came into the game, I immediately wanted to know who was competitive, what were the good decks, what was, you know, you know what I mean? That, that's the level I wanted to be on. And uh, found out about Vector Sigma, So, and I actually didn't even realize until, like, halfway through the day at my uh, local car shop in, uh, over here in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, that one of the guys um actually was with them so at that point i got in with him and you know got to know the rest of the guys and went from there i was already listening to all that all their podcasts and things that they had prior to actually even meeting uh mark and then went from mm-hmm. there. yep that's about okay it. so you started with Yu-Gi-Oh, watching yeah. the show yep, picked up yep. the cards mm-hmm. now i played in the first set of Yu-Gi-Oh. it okay. seems like nowadays Maybe it's just they continue to stock the old sets, but it seems like there's a set every month. Or is that uh, is that something true? like that? They have like little subsets and like a structure decks and things like that. But they usually for like base or like the uh, main booster sets or whatever. I think they still stick to about every three months. But okay. they do have other like little subsets and like things coming out all the time that I see. So okay. So, yeah. so is, is Transformers your main now, or is it your secondary? Yeah, it's my main. I was playing uh, this uh, phone app, Yu-Gi-Oh. Migrated another uh, version of the game over to the mm-hmm. phone called uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. And mm-hmm. I actually was playing that pretty heavily competitively for a long while. Like, they were had these big tournaments once a month mm-hmm. where it's like just 10 bucks to uh, enter and you can just literally be sitting in your boxers just chilling and playing on your phone. Oh, nice. Right? Or wherever, yeah. you know. But um, yep. on your phone. Lunch break. Really yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, being able to play those tournaments, you know, uh, so what, $10 a uh, person, they usually cap it at uh, 140 players, so $1,400 in the prize pool. And then all these people, I don't know where these people get this money from, but everybody's always throwing donations at the prize pool. So, like, first place gets, like, 40% of that, and that's a big chunk. So, like, just making all those tops, and, you know, you make a name for yourself on there, that was cool. So I've had some, some success on that. And then uh, actually backtracking a little bit to the uh, regular, the, trans, the uh, excuse me, Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, TCG, um, I had a good bit of success there as well. Um, like, I topped, like, Nationals. I topped a couple of uh, Shonen Jump tournaments, mm-hmm. um, YCF tournaments. So, like, I had that, you know, that competitive sense. 
you know, always. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, what's the what's the farthest you've traveled for a tournament? Long Beach, California. Off the okay. top of my head. Yeah, I've been all the way to Long Beach. I've been to Texas two or three, Dallas uh, twice, um, Ohio a couple times. I went to Toronto once. Um, no further than that. So, like, Toronto's out of the country, but it's not. You know what I mean? I've never been, like, over to London or any of those uh, tournaments. Paris, which, yeah. is, which would have been cool, but I just never cared to uh, go that far out. So Well, California is basically the other side of the country for us. Yeah, so. you, know, you know, so... <laughs> Yeah. So I, yeah, I did a lot of traveling. That was a good time. I'm uh, 30 now, so that was a lot of traveling in my 20s. So I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. So I mean, it seems like just from uh, maybe it's just the little microcosm that we're in, but it seems like a lot of the the players are at least the vocal players are in the Midwest to the East Coast. A lot in Pennsylvania, New yes. Jersey. Very heavy in. Uh, in uh, eastern Pennsylvania and Jersey, yeah, which is a uh, really nice happened to me where you know I'm, I'm about two hours away from them, but it's it's worth the drive every time you know to go play with those guys. So yeah, yeah, that, I, it's just interesting that you don't hear much from from elsewhere, but maybe maybe they just haven't found us on the on the Facebook just yet. Yeah, yeah, but to say uh, the game is still you know in its infancy, so throughout yeah. time I'm hoping you know every every year it'll get bigger and bigger. So I'm definitely, I mean, it's cool to see. I guess even at the Energon Invitational, all like the different people, um, you know, coming about from all over. Even they had a couple of people from London coming over, and uh, um, what's the other spot? Uh, uh, so I heard Australia. Yeah, probably Australia. Yeah, there's another one. I'm trying to think where Timothy's from. Timothy Teo, I forgot where Singapore. He came from Singapore. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, so that's just cool just to see all the different ideas and stuff people come with just to know that we're not the only ones trying to, you know, with this competitive sense. So Yeah. So So speaking of the competitive piece, what are your thoughts and feelings on, you know, the Transformers game's been out for just over a year now. Yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts and feelings on the, the Transformers TCG, not only from a competitive sense, but from a fun factor? Uh, you know, just in general. I, um, as soon as my friend showed me, my boy Marie showed me how to play the game, it, I was hooked in terms of the fun factor because it was different versus like in Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh! In most other games, you have to build your field of monsters or characters or whatever and set everything up. But you actually already start with your guys on the field. So like you already know what you're getting into when you're coming. So like that dynamic is very cool. Mm-hmm. And just, um, being able to like the nostalgia of seeing all your favorite characters finally on the cards and things like that is just uh, very uh, cool to me. And mm-hmm. um, I think what's really cool for me is I still don't know, since I only grew up really with Beast Wars, I'm not familiar with G1 and I'm not really familiar with most stuff after that either. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time I see a new bot or something, I'm very curious. I'll go on Google and like look it up and see what's going on with Astro Train and all these cool guys, you know, because I've never yeah. seen these guys before. You go on so, the Wikipedia uh, spiral. Yeah, that's that's a big one for me. So it's more than just, I, I know I talk about the competitive a lot, but I mean, that's just my, my nature of it. But outside of that, no, it's just very fun to see the lore and people get excited for this character and that character and I'll go look them up. And then like when people call out characters and like I said, you know, we, we get previews, it's pretty cool to see, so. Yeah, definitely yeah. a lot to look forward to more than just what what's the best cards and put put a deck together. So. Yeah. Would you yeah. say that it's uh, less complex than other card games that you've played? I get a headache after a good bit of Transformers. I don't know why. So I want to mm-hmm. say it makes me think more than Yu-Gi-Oh ever did. I don't know. It's weird. Um, I, I will say um, it has this unique comp- uh, complexity. I'll say that. Yeah, it, it's yeah. Uh, very unique. Like the way you have to like think ahead, you have to think turns ahead. The care, like what I really like about the game is you really. I've said, I said this one of my, one of my previous uh, videos. If you you have you have one turn 
you really have one crucial turn. Like, no matter how cool your deck is, Shockwave, discard in your hand, uh, Grimlock, swinging for 20 and killing two characters, Optimus just being Optimus because he's a oh, yeah. guy. <laughs> you know, all, all those things. No matter how cool your deck is, it always usually comes down to one-on-one and between a couple of health. There, I like how most games are close. So it usually takes what I'm getting at is it takes that one crucial turn for you to either make the correct play or the wrong play, and you can lose because of that. Yeah, and, and in most games I played, I've noticed that it really is one turn. There's a couple turns where you can misplay, but you can still win. And I've done both. So, you know, I've misplayed and still won. But like, there's just that one turn um, that is really crucial. And so I like that a lot about this game. Yeah. So that one turn, has there been a moment where you know you're probably not going to get your your combo, and so you have to make that judgment call and switch it up and, and play it? phase two or like a plan B style? Uh, yes. But then uh, a lot of times, like, it's like, if they have it, they have it type thing. Like I, I'm, I'm on a, I, I like to use the analogy. Remember Spider-Man and uh, what was it? The second one, the second one when he had to hold Mary Jane, or maybe it was the first mm-hmm. one. I don't remember where he had to hold Mary Jane in the bus, the bus of kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's yeah. like that decision. It's like you do, if you do this and they have, like, if you play your armor and they have the bash shield, you lose. But if you play your weapon and they, you know, you know, it's just like if they have a sabotage armament set or whatever, there's so many decision trees. And sometimes you have to gamble with it. Sometimes there's no correct call. It's like you got to gamble and just hope you get there type thing. So, right. And then it's probably yeah, be important. Pretty it's important, just like if you're watching what's on the table in Blackjack, what's been in the discard pile. Yeah. What, what if yeah. they switched out with the green? Yep. So you, that's something that people still yeah. don't do. People like forget immediately a lot of times about uh you know things that um people like get like what you just said like when they switch out a car for their uh for a green or how many doubles they have left like how many double oranges they have like who should attack first so like if you have a guy let's say if you have two cars left in your deck something as simple as as simple as um attacking with a character that doesn't have bold first potentially to get those last two cards out of your deck to reshuffle and then, like, let's say all six of your double oranges were in your scrap pile. Well, then now you can attack with, let's use Barrage for an example. It'd probably be better to attack with Barrage with that fresh deck to potentially hit a lot more of those double oranges to get a larger attack. You know, uh, little things like that, just turn sequencing and, like, oh, excuse me, attack sequencing and things like that um, are those very small details will definitely will, um, you know, win you more games than not. And checking your opponent's scrap pile, like, uh, little things like seeing how many security checkpoints your opponent has left, if you should play mm-hmm. set upgrade or not. So many little different aspects to... Um, pay attention to that i want to actually um bring to light more you know get more in depth with the uh, game and uh, a couple of like i think i want to start doing a podcast soon so we'll see how that goes but um going nice. to 2020 nice yeah. yeah uh the the piece uh, that i asked dan was is, is it more important to is it the pilot or is it the the characters that you have in your deck or is it the battle cards if you if you didn't have one or the other uh, what, what, what's the most important out of those three, would you say? Well, definitely the pilot. It's definitely the pilot. Um, outside of bugs, which I've been known in the community to, like, hating people, like, you know, like, oh, no bugs, you know, Stefan doesn't like that deck, you know, and just, uh, I want to say make, money, make fun of me for it, but, you know, it's known in the community that I can't yeah. stand that. And what I've explained to you before, and I don't think I've made this super clear, it's not that a good player that plays a deck I don't respect. I just don't like the fact that and it's just my opinion. It's just the fact that uh, I don't like that a new player, which I've lost to plenty of times, that can pick up the deck and beat me with it when I prepare it with my deck for mm. two, three plus weeks. The sheer power level of the deck by just playing the grenade launcher and a supercharge or whatever and just watching your opponent flip a thousand cards for kickback is just, I just don't respect that. You know, I mean, it's right. whatever. 
And that, I think that's a lot of the reason why, you know, I'm always talking about I love the range car so much. I think I've learned to love those cars so much because of bugs and mm-hmm. like people's argument. People bring up these arguments to me, first of all, that have nothing to do with my issue with the deck. Like, uh, well, Blaster is the same thing. I, well, the thing is, if Blaster would have came out before bugs, then I would have had a problem with Blaster. But right. I introduced the bugs first. So bugs is just the one I just hate. And who likes a bug anyway? So right, for that. sure. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. But, so um, the margin the margin for error is so little, so yeah, it doesn't yeah, really yeah. take somebody paying attention uh, 100%. Right. As long as you you kind of do you kind of do You get what, some things right because yeah. of course a new player is still probably going to misplay. But I just don't like right. that you could misplay so bad and still just still beat me cuz kickback. You play, you know right. what I mean? Like you still hit me for 15 and or whatever. Right. But um, yeah. I mean, it's all good. I, I I'm over it. I've been mm-hmm. over it for a long time. It's just like a running joke now that I, you know how I don't like the deck. It's whatever. For at sure. This point. Yeah, that's really the deal. Anybody yeah. that's really good with the deck, like that's like a you know the ultimate pilot with bugs. If I lose to you, I'm not even mad. It's it's the new player, and and it's funny because well, WTC, that's kind of what that deck was built for mm-hmm. for a new player to be able to come into the into the game. Because normally when a new player comes into a game, they usually get their butt kicked for a while. You know, until they learn to hang up things, but bugs can actually give you that edge and kind of, you know, surpass you that you can win games off the bat, which I guess is cool, but. Right, right. And, and um, what you're saying is you probably can't even really sideboard against it if, if somebody chooses to play it. It's still kind of tough to, to work around. Potentially, potentially, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. overall, it, it's all good. It's a powerful deck. I, I've been, I've clearly given it respect because, I, you know, I'm, I value direct damage so much, you right. know, so um, things like that. But yeah. Yep. But yeah, definitely yeah. the pilot. Though to answer your initial question, sorry, I kind of got out. No, you're cool. But, no, um, we're passionate. We we get on tangents for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. The pilot is absolutely um the the biggest part. Like I said, all those different aspects of checking your opponent's scrap pile, your scrap pile, um when to flip a character, when not to flip a character, thinking about what their moves going to be. So many different things is um that's why I said it ends up becoming a headache sometimes with all the things I think about during a game. Right. So I hear you. So I'll, I'll look through my opponent's scrap pile like ten times, and I know they look at me like, "What the hell is he doing?" And I'm like, "Yeah, literally no. trying to memorize the entire thing. What he has left." I've you seen know? you on the vods shuffling yep. through there real quick, and before you yeah. make your move. Mm-hmm. So you, you talked about you know your reaction or you know the the stigma there is around uh, bugs. Are are you surprised how the community and you know we're a pretty small community, less than five thousand people so far, continues yeah. to grow. Uh, how the meta is shaped by champion decks such as Kevin's Cliff Jumper, your Shockwave. Are, are you surprised by how the community reacts to it and how the meta kind of shifts around that? People start to play those cards more often. No, no. I mean, that's always been a thing since I've been even playing Yu-Gi-Oh! The winning deck will always have more influence over you know any other deck and not saying that um, that the first place deck isn't good, but a lot there's sometimes that there's a one of the decks in the top eight or in the top 16 or whatever that were actually the best deck in the room. It's just, you know, obviously sometimes right. even the best deck can't win them all. Cards so, don't fall the right Yeah, so you get so hopped up and focused on the uh, winning deck, which actually is a smart move because you, you just have to automatically expect it. Everybody's like, oh, well, if that guy won with Optimus, maybe I could win with Optimus and immediately, you know, just gravitate towards that. Yeah, so that or makes sense. you have people that want to beat it, you know, like automatically. So yeah, I think there's those two ends of the spectrum and then you just have that middle... Um, sphere where people just kind of just play whatever you know and call it a day but you have to definitely account for the deck that won and just expect it at the next tournament so that's definitely an aspect to uh, pay attention to you know lead yeah. into the next tournament 
Would your advice to new players be to emulate something that's already working or to put their brain power to the test and try to brew something? Um, play something that's already uh, that's already out there because that's what I did to start. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like I saw bugs and like just I don't know for whatever reason. Even since the beginning, before I even knew how powerful the deck was, I knew I didn't want to play that. <laughs> I knew Optimus was. <laughs> I knew there. So there's that. I knew Optimus was the man. So like I saw about a two tall pine. Like two tall pine was probably probably my number one favorite deck from the start because that's the first deck I started with and. Then I learned about potentially going three wide and Scott Landis, shout out to Vector Sigma, he created a three wide deck and then, you know, went from there. So I would definitely go with what's already out there and then branch off as you learn the game and even play bugs. Like I'm I'm not shying people away from playing bugs. I just can't stand when I lose to a new player playing it. That's all. But yeah. I get over that. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Deck start already out there is probably the best way to go and just learn the game, get the hang of the game. A lot of reps if you have a if you do have a community around you that's playing take advantage of it because you still got a lot of places that are trying to build their communities with two three four people a week you know trying to um get that stretch so yeah okay so uh echoing what what dan said last week is is don't it's, it's not a knock to your creativity but if, if you want to get inside the head of the people that are winning play something that is proven and then iterate from there something's not working for you right once you've gotten the reps in then you can start to to change it right exactly exactly just about yep um yeah i think that's the the best way to go about it because i mean you could like build your own thing but then like you're not understanding well why why am i not winning or why is this and that not working like there's nothing wrong net decking is not a bad thing it Mm -hmm. it gets you started it's just a jump starter that's all yeah yeah for sure there's a reason why it won right Yep. I mean, hey, my origin deck was Scott's deck. So, I mean, I, I have no problem saying that, you know, sometimes it's just it's like that. So, yeah. 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 No shame in the game. Nope. Um, so jumping into the, the Energon Invitational, you know, there was a and this was a point of contingency for some. How do you feel about the the non-constructed portion of that event? I'm trying to say this as non-biased as possible because my pool was broken. Um, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't a fan. Like, I, I bounced back and forth. As soon as I heard about it, I was like, that really sucks. The first thing that came to my mind was somebody pulls a super rare, beats me. That's pretty mm-hmm. lame. But mm-hmm. then I learned, and then Dan kind of talked me out of that. Like, it's not going to be that simple because of how, um, they, like, I saw some people that went 3-0, like even Dan himself, that they're characters and things weren't really that broken it was really about the like those black icons and things like that Mm -hmm. like little things that people weren't paying attention to like if they had a whole bunch of blues that wasn't actually that good because those black icons you just get in for pierce one to four ish plus you know every turn anyway Mm -hmm. so all the blue really wasn't really helping um but overall i still wish i I just don't think they should we should have seal in there I, i didn't like that to be honest with you i guess to say it simply yeah, yeah. He, and, he, despite me doing well with it, I didn't like how somebody that's prepared for the tournament started out 2-0, potentially lost a round or two, and just skewed the entire thing from sealed and then kind of threw off the rest of the day. I really feel like it should have just been nine straight rounds of constructed and let the best of the best play it out. You know, um, maybe throw sealed in somewhere else or just not at all. I would not – I would be happy if it weren't there again next year. I'll say that. But if it is, I mean, whatever. Right, or or even a, a second tournament for people that didn't qualify that are just at something. The event. Yeah, like make a separate sealed tournament. That sounds good too. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and Absolutely. so, but apparently they do this yeah. in Magic. So like I, I say that 
I say I mm-hmm. wasn't a fan of it, but I'll do what I got to do because I mean, you know, I'm not gonna not go play. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That Magic and like some other games apparently do things like that too. They have like some of their tournament as one portion, so it's just something to adapt to. And I think I think I'm saying I don't like it from the point of I'm not used to it. In Yu-Gi-Oh, we played right. a straight constructed twelve round tournament, and you know, over thousands of people, and that was it. Not. Yeah any other random you know draft and apparently i've heard draft would be better for this game or what i don't know uh, so i'm not a I'm not used to that you know yeah. so i guess it's something i gotta get used to and um yeah 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 it, i mean i i'm sure there's a method to the madness i don't know what it is but it yeah. does seem odd for people to have won their won their ticket prepared and then be like hey you don't get to do you know you're it, there's another degree of randomness which, right um, right which i mean like up. To, to it was kind of like counters what I'm saying myself, but uh, you know, talking again with the Vector Sigma guys, like Dan was saying specifically, how you know, was your deck really as good as you could have built it? Because there yeah. were like little hidden things like going four wide, and then like I said, those black icons are very important. It wasn't all mm-hmm. about having a whole bunch of uh, weapons, and you know, like, but I, I just think the black icon was a very um, intricate part of the entire thing. And but then at the same time, I really did hear some players that just pulled straight garbage mm-hmm. it, just, they just couldn't compete with what their opponents had they're just you know what i mean so right yeah, like that, that that makes you feel real bad you know so. brunt pants six gun pants sky yeah, yeah just yeah, like a bunch yeah, of like yeah. components yeah, yeah right you know or just yeah. in general like just not as good as their opponent like there's just a point like honestly all, all three of my games were were two o's and like, mm-hmm. i played against some people that had, i think i played against two guys that had really good decks and one was like a what kind of you know subpar deck but it was still you know decent but like i honestly felt like my pool was so overpowered that i couldn't be beat so i was on the other side of that not like oh well i pulled kind of bad and i'm just losing everybody i felt like i was on the other end of that and i don't think that's fair either so right you know um like i said i want to try to say this from the most le- least biased standpoint because i pull well but either way I mean, right i pull well don't mean i'm a fan so i mean it's whatever though yeah, no, no, no. I mean, that's that's the uh, that's what I wanted to know, and I'm sure yeah. uh, you know those the folks that didn't show up there uh, wanted to wanted to see how it goes. So, um, any advice to the players looking to compete in 2020 or build a community? <sighs> um, I think Facebook page Facebook would be the biggest uh, the best way to do it because we have such a big community. If you um, are able to, if you have access to Facebook, definitely get on Facebook and try to create you or even like a separate page for whatever area you're in because you know social media is the is the new thing of the going into 2020, especially. Well, it's been the new thing for a while, but especially going into 2020, rather. So I think that'd be the best way to do that for building a community. And uh, if you want to be competitive. Uh, don't shy away from checking out Vector Sigma's channel. Um, my channel has some uh, cool. I do some like commentary and things like that, and try to explain some things. Um, a whole bunch of con- there's a whole bunch of content creators that um, you know were uh, definitely even some up and coming ones too. So I think that'd be the best thing to do is to just listen to those podcasts. You listen to other people's interviews and things like that. Soak up, soak up as much knowledge. There's a lot of information out there, free information too. On top of that, and um, oh. yeah, and there's some like Patreon. There's some some. Uh, YouTubers do some uh, Patreon things too, which I think are probably worth it as well to um, you know learn some things as well, some insider things. So yeah, yeah, I uh, I always like watching the the Wreck and Rule and the the Blues yeah, on yeah, Attack yeah. videos, mm-hmm. even yep. even though sometimes it's more entertainment than it is like true competitive. It's just some yeah. jank, yep. jank grinding up on jank. But right, right, yep, that, but, uh, it's all good. But I mean, like, yeah. so it, they, and I like that there's a, 
a portion for everybody. It's not just mm-hmm. a whole bunch of stuck up competitive mean guys that just want to come and win money or win prizes. You got both sides of the spectrum, you know. Um, I don't like how the community is divided though between competitive players. It's very clear to tell the uh com- the comp- competitive players and the casual players, mm-hmm. casual but I'll still go to a tournament players. I don't like that the community is uh, divided, and I've never been on record saying that till now. But it is, yeah, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I think that is is a lot of. I mean, that's just feelings. People, it's probably people who haven't won before. Yeah, it's just they look at the like the competitive players, the minority, and we're looked Mm -hmm. at as, oh, they're stuck up and all they want to do is win. Like pretty much what I was just saying, and like you know, just arrogant or all these other things. Yeah, absolutely not. Like, yeah, if if anybody listening to this had any preconceptions before uh, before jumping on of what what you would be like, uh, I think everything's been dispelled during this interview. I mean, super down to earth guy, uh, humble, even even pleading for the other side when you waxed them two zero in the sealed <laughs> event. Uh, yeah. Hey, make sure you give me the two two packs down on the left side. Those are always right. Known. <laughs> <laughs> well you know what it was funny um, and i appreciate those words by the way but yeah. um it's also it's funny though because one of the guys at the table that one of the players he kind of just like started handing out the packs and honestly the first thing that came to my mind is who told you to touch those because i don't know if we're supposed to be doing that yet and i was like oh, whatever everybody else looks like they have their packs i right, whatever and right. he handed me some packs and in my head i'm like man i want to pick up my own packs but you know what i'm glad i let him pick my packs because that's why, oh, yeah. I'm, at, why I'm at where i'm at <laughs> So, yep. you know, you but it, it's all good. But yeah. So, so you, you talked about uh, you've got a channel. You're going to be starting up a podcast this year talking about the competitive aspect. You do some commentaries. Uh, this is the point where I give it to you to kind of do your thing. Let uh, the folks know uh, what you've got going on. Um, yeah. OK. So, uh, yeah, DefTF is my channel. D-E-F-T-F uh, stands for Definitely Transformers. Big old uh, Decepticon, half Decepticon, half Autobot logo when you type it in. So that'll be me. Um, yeah, definitely come check the channel out. I got some commentary on some of my videos. I definitely want to try to get the uh, my visuals. My visuals better going into 2020. Maybe get some more equipment um, and uh, just keep doing what I'm doing. I want to. I say it's a podcast, but pretty much just like a talk. Like I'm actually going to do, uh, you'll hear it here first. I haven't even said it on my own channel yet. So just talking about it from my channel, I'm going to be uh, doing a um, section called uh, the Champ Camp. Well, I say that back. I did say it on my channel, but what it's going to be is it's going to be a um, collaboration of all the champions in the game so far. So, and then every champion, as long as I'm still playing the game or, you know, I'm in the game or whatever. So, uh, between you got Kevin, Alan, uh, Kyle Wynn, Jake, I don't remember his last name. Sorry, I forget your last name, but Jake from uh, PPG Vegas. And then, uh, of course, my man, um, Dan Arnold. So, just uh, pretty much like a little segment, maybe 30 minutes to an hour. Uh, once once every other week potentially get in touch with those guys and uh just talk just talk a lot about like their thought process when they were you know in their tournament you know when how they felt when they won all those good things so nice just uh really in depth just talking to them about what they think what they like pretty much like kind of what you were asking me like what they think about when they're playing and things like that mm-hmm. it's kind of getting their head into the head of all the champions so that way that you know other people can listen to this stuff and get inspired to want to come to these tournaments even hopefully new players to uh want to come and compete and be a champion as well so and then every turn every every champion uh going forward, I'm also gonna always snag them on the channel and uh, get them to come rap with me a little while about uh, what's going on with the game and you know all those good things. So awesome. Yeah, so whoever wins our uh, PPG um the uh championship in Orlando, I'll be talking to them soon. So that'll be cool. Very cool. 
Well, it's something I will definitely be listening to. The rest of the the Double Pipcast crew will be tuning into as well. And, you know, Stefan, hopefully I see you at the next event, uh, whether that's Origins, whether that's Gen Con this year. Um, Well, I definitely got to go to Origins because Ohio seems to be my spot. I won both my championships in Ohio, so I have to go back no matter what at all costs. Um, I'll be playing Bugs. Okay. (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. Sounds good. I'll be looking forward to the competition, man. Awesome. Hey, well, thanks for joining uh, me. Hey, man, I appreciate you having me on, man. Thanks a lot, Ken. Yeah, for sure. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Stay tuned for the next episode where we talk to Kevin Allen and tune in to DefTF, uh, Stefan's channel. Thank you all, and have a good one.